Strength in the Shadows, the podcast where we fearlessly navigate the art of building discipline, cultivating grit, mastering resilience, and unlocking true potential. Surpass your limits and join us on this journey of transformation as we unapologetically explore the intersection of fitness, mindset, and unwavering accountability. Welcome, my friend. Let's go. Health and fitness, overall wellness, it's one of those things that nobody can do the work for you. Sure, you can have an accountability group, you can have a trainer, you can have a like-minded community around you. I love those things. Absolutely believe in them. Getting these systems in place to hold you accountable and to keep you focused and on the right path, 100%. Absolutely necessary. Not for everybody, but for a lot of people who struggle with sticking with something or can't do it alone. Dude, whatever gets you to do what you need to do, I'm all in on that. Absolutely love it and I support it. There are some things though, right, that happen behind the scenes, right? And all of us, we all have different experiences, different paths, right? Different stories, different interactions, different support systems or support groups that may have been there for us or may not have been when we were younger or growing up throughout our adolescence or early years as an adult. But at the end of the day, these stories and experiences and these interactions, man, they shape us into who we are today and reflect on it. Like actually think back on some of those most memorable times. They may be good, they may be bad, but they have impacted all of us. And oftentimes we try to block those things out, but in many ways, I think embracing them, reflecting, analyzing, and accepting is a way of moving forward and also maybe using it as fuel to keep yourself grounded and to continue to practice gratitude, right? Having a stronger, better perspective on life and being appreciative of what you have. And I often get asked, man, with my own journey, right? Like, Joe, what are the moments or what are the experiences of times that you've gone through that have given you the mindset that you do, right? That self-discipline, that willpower, the grit and the resilience with this, you know, injury of tearing both distal bicep tendons. Like, where did that all come from? I'd love to tell you that in the last, you know, 11, 12 plus years of consistent exercise and training, I would love to tell you maybe that like one day it just clicked or made sense. But in reality, I think with all of us, it's a process. One day at a time, whether it's conscious or subconscious, we grow, we learn, right? We lose, we win, we make mistakes, and we grow from that, right? Once again, gaining a better perspective and seeing what works for us and what doesn't. And we're all different. Some things may work for you that don't work for me and vice versa. That's okay. That's life. But you have to figure it out. Be aware, right? Self-awareness, such an important trait. And when I look back on my life, man, especially with health and fitness, I've obviously shared two previous episodes, The Legend of Leroy Anthony and The Couple from Kauai. Those are two stories that you know, I live with on a day-to-day basis that positively changed me and influenced me and my habits and my longevity goals. But in today's episode, I'll probably discuss, what, three events or so that I've never shared publicly that have absolutely changed me or forced me to grow, whether I wanted to or not, and I'd like to share those with you today. So with my eyes on the prize, with getting fit and investing in myself and making exercise and training a non-negotiable, right? whether we're feeling it or we're not, we get it done, we get it in. One of the first events or memories I have that I'll often think back on is when I was in the Navy. Man, so much happened, but like I said, I'll only share a few events with you today. I remember being 
the strike officer on my first ship. The strike officer is in charge of the FCs and GMs, right? Fire control men and gunner's mates. Essentially the ones that work on the weapon systems on the ship. Specifically, I was in charge of Tomahawk missiles that were on board and I reported directly to the captain. But as a strike officer, I worked within the weapons department. And one day I remember the captain of the ship, he wanted to rearrange the junior officers. He wanted all of us after a year or two at our current jobs or positions, he wanted to mix it up. He wanted to shotgun us and give us a different department. So I went from the weapons department and he moved me to the engineering department. And man, at the Naval Academy at least, engineering kicked my ass. Double E, electrical engineering, thermodynamics. I was forced to take chemistry and physics. Man, I hated those classes. It was not cool, it was not fun, it was not interesting. I passed and then boom, graduated and data dumped everything. And now I was back in the engineering world. And one big difference between the weapons department and the engineering department on a Navy warship is that engineers get worked, dude. Engineers are overworked and underpaid. Really smart people, some of the hardest working sailors on the ship were the engineers. And dude, with inspections and equipment breakdowns or maintenance that needed to be done, dude, some of the hours were absolutely nuts. It was crazy. I went from what? Eight hour, 10 hour work days to 14, 15, 16 hours of work per day coming in on the weekends as well. Dude, total change in quality of life. I was in a relationship at the time. It absolutely had an impact on me and my girlfriend's life. We did the best we could. She was super supportive, but it was challenging. It was, it was very difficult. And I can only imagine, you know, sailors or other officers who had actual families, right? Multiple kids, husband or wife, a couple dogs to take care of. And boom, there were some work days that people would not go home. They just would sleep on the ship essentially and wake up and start work again at four or five or six o'clock in the morning. And I remember at the time I was pretty salty. I wasn't too happy because it was impacting, of course, my social life and my relationship with my girlfriend and also at the same time my health and fitness right my wellness wasn't sleeping as much of course it just wasn't enough time in the day and I remember getting off the ship some nights at eight o'clock nine o'clock ten o'clock at night and I had this mantra and it was don't let the navy win don't let the navy win your job your work your career oftentimes it can force us to throw certain things to the side and in this case, my commitment to exercise was getting tested. My passion, my love, even if I wasn't feeling it, even if I was, if I was tired, it was one of those things that it was a non-negotiable. I had to do it. I was going to continue to invest in myself and I was not just going to go straight to bed and skip it. So nine o'clock at night, boom, get in the car. I would dry scoop or dry heave there, some pre-workout, boom, take a big gulp of water. Here we go. We go gym. I'd show up at the time at 24-hour fitness, right? Gym that was maybe 15, 20 minutes from home. Stop, get a pump, even if it was only 30 minutes, even if it was an hour, whatever I could swing. I did not let the Navy win. And that helped callous my mind. That ingrained in me that there are so many people, hey, that would throw this away, that they'll make excuses. And in many ways, maybe I did have a valid excuse, but in my mind, it was still not an excuse. To at least go in there and train 20, 30 minutes to do what I can and feel better afterwards. I always felt better afterwards. 
fell right asleep, even despite taking that caffeine or pre-workout, fell asleep immediately, and then boom, the next day would wake up at four or five o'clock in the morning, get on base, right? Get to the ship, boom, start the workday. And dude, that was so tiring and exhausting. It definitely wasn't sustainable for a long period of time. I ended up being in an engineering department there for maybe like six to nine months. And um, obviously there were highs and lows in regards to inspections and requirements. But at the end of the day, I learned with being in the engineering department and having such a time commitment and my energy levels getting absolutely exhausted, I knew that it was still possible to show up for you, right? To show up for myself and continue to stay on track and not throw my health and wellness away when in many cases, a majority of people would boom, throw it to the side. I challenge you with your work, right? Maybe you're in the Navy too. Don't let your job win. Don't let the Navy win. You can overcome the odds and stick with it. Event number two. Oftentimes when I think about this, I get a little emotional. I get a little choked up. So please excuse me if I lose it in today's episode, but I think I got it. I'm feeling good. I remember also on that same ship, life was good. Hours were dying down. My relationship at the time with my girlfriend was flourishing. And I was feeling great in the gym, man. Making gains, making progress. Everything was going my way. And I remember a loved one of mine flying out to San Diego. I remember it like it was yesterday. I think about it all the time. I remember coming home from the ship in such a good mood. My loved one was there. And she sat me down and asked to have a difficult or hard conversation. I didn't know what to expect, um, but she basically dropped on me that uh, that she had cancer, and um, she didn't know how bad it was. They were still doing tests. She was going to start undergoing chemotherapy and radiation and Someone at the hospital hadn't done their job and appropriately read the mammogram there. And as a result, whatever was growing had extra time to grow. And um, my world got turned upside down, man. There's a lot of uncertainty. And I know a lot of you guys listening can probably relate to this as unfortunately disease and unforeseen circumstances can arise and they do and they will right it's just a matter of time and you can only hope and pray or have a positive mindset that it won't happen to someone you love or you know care about or even of course to our own selves and dude I didn't want to do anything I didn't want to do anything I was so upset I was so sad I was scared I was petrified Still had to show up at work there, put on a facade, put on a face in front of my sailors. Everything was good. Everything was okay. And man, exercise and fitness at that time was the last thing I wanted to do, truthfully. 
to go to the gym, to show up, to even get 20 or 30 minutes of exercise or sweating those demons out, man, it was unimaginable. It was the last place I wanted to go was the gym. But I said, no, it's a non-negotiable. We're not going to skip this. Absolutely not. This is part of life. Things will come up. We may be feeling it. We may not be feeling it. But at the end of the day, trust the work. Trust that after the exercise, we will feel better. And we always did. And so sure enough, I remember getting on the treadmill one day after this loved one had dropped that news. And I remember running on the treadmill and being so in tune with my body. I had a song playing. I was in the vibe. I was in the feels. And I remember starting to almost tear up or get emotional, thinking about what was going on and how much I was struggling and just, once again, how so badly I didn't want this loved one to get taken from me. And I remember how fortunate I was, how much of a privilege it was for me to have the health, right? The ability to be able to walk, to be able to run, to be able to breathe and exercise and get my heart rate up. And how many people are struggling and can't do that? Or certain aspects of you know, movement or maybe body parts or muscle groups are no longer functioning or working for certain people. And now that ability to walk or run or use their arms gets taken from them. So when I looked down at my legs and I was running on the treadmill, I was so in tune with my body that day. I told myself, as long as I can continue to do this, I will. Sure, we may get hurt. We may get injured. Whatever may happen in the future. Some things we can control. Some things we can't. But at the end of the day, do what you can with what you have and don't take your health or your body for granted. And from that day at the gym when I showed up and trained and for the days and weeks going forward where zero sessions were skipped, there was a level of confidence or a rise in self-esteem as we were instilling those habits or doubling down on that routine or that regiment to once again continue to take care of ourselves so we could be better present and be more supportive for loved ones or friends or coworkers, whoever's around us. It's extremely important. Another story that comes to mind. I shared this in another episode too, right? The hardest breakup of my life. Man, breakup suck. Not fun, never easy, not cool. Different levels of hurt there, right? Different levels of pain. But at the end of the day, dude, no other way to put it. Breakups are the worst. Oftentimes they're required, all right? Oftentimes they're necessary, but doesn't make it that much easier. And I remember having just broken up with a girlfriend. And you can listen to this episode that I'm referring to. Goes into quite a bit of detail. But I remember after some time outside of San Diego, I took a couple days out, um, came back, and I arrived at the house. And I remember going inside the gym for the first time since the breakup, right there in the garage, and it was so cold. It was dark. It was almost as if a bad energy or vibe had plagued the entire gym. It was the last thing, once again, that I wanted to do. Going through breakups, oftentimes people will get ultra motivated. 
or they'll throw all their good habits and routines out the window. Well, it's what I wanted to do. I did not want to train. I did not want to work hard. I did not want to run. I did not want to stretch. I did not want to warm up. I just did not want to be in there. Sure, had an amazing gym, had a great setup, all this equipment, sponsorships coming in, had the best supplements. I mean, dude, it was amazing. I had a great life, but I was unhappy. I wasn't doing well at that time because I was going through it. Really cared about this person. We unfortunately had to go separate ways. It was for the best, but man, it sucked. I was sad. But it's like the mantra we always talk about. Nobody cares. Are you going to show up for yourself and get it done? And with no music on, like a psychopath, we go gym. And I literally trained and threw down one of the nastiest, sickest pumps of the 21st century. And afterwards, I felt that much better. Slightly. It was like 0.01% better than I had come in, right? A little bit less stressed. A little bit more, you know, endorphins flowing there. Self-esteem slightly up. Boom, we'll take that win. It was a micro win. Even if no gains were made physically, mental gains were made. We showed up when we didn't want to. It's so incredibly important. And now, boom, the next day, didn't want to try again. Doesn't fucking matter. We showed up again. Boom, boom, boom. And after that breakup, weeks on end, zero training sessions were skipped. Whether it was a three or four hour workout or just a measly 20 or 30 minutes. Didn't matter. We go fucking gym. And so with that, my friends, leading up to my injury, right? Tearing both distal bicep tendons at the same time in a viral video that shocked the internet, right? It went viral. So many people weren't there to see the work in the comeback, right? I showed as much as I could, created content, filmed things, sat down on podcasts. But at the end of the day, there were so many times where no one was there. No one was watching. And I was back in that gym and it was cold and it was dark. And my gains were escaping me because I literally had no arms for months, right? My traps, my lats, my biceps, boom, I was losing it. And it sucked because I could not use my arms. I couldn't even open a door handle or reach up and grab a plate from the cabinets. I was so thankful to have the privilege to still have my legs, but man, not having either one of your arms to use, it was an adjustment. It absolutely sucked. But what could we take control over? In my mind, in my world, that was PT, right? Physical therapy, nutrition, hydration, sleep, stretching and mobility with everything beneath the waist, right? Lower body, boom. Lengthening those hamstrings, stretching out those quads, your calves. No arms required, literally. And so in that time, post-injury, man, all the events that I had just described, right? The episodes that I previously shared, all of those experience helped lead up to that moment of, hey, motherfucker, you just tore your shit up. You tore both arms, right? Both distal bicep tendons off the bone. You had surgery. Your gains are escaping you. It's not forever. It's temporary. What are you going to do to change it all around? You can turn the ship around. 180 degrees. You can self-destruct or you can take the path 
of self-growth. Most people will self-destruct. Most people will turn to drugs and alcohol. Do you want to do that? Or do you want to make a successful recovery? It's going to take work. It won't be fun. It will be difficult. It will be hard. You're going to have to do the PT. You're going to have to listen to the professionals, right? Your doctor's telling you to stick to 2.5 or 5 pounds. Oh, you don't want to? You're not feeling like it? Doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Stick to the protocol. And we did exactly that. And now here we are, right? What? Two plus years later, doing 30 plus pull-ups without any assistance, no kipping, right? Feeling good with my arms. Pumps coming back slightly. Moving well. Man, now with anything in the future, I know I'm that much better now. And it's all because of these wins. Whether it's the breakups or potential loss of family members, right? Death, disease, financial hardship. Moving and having to start over with your life and make new friends or put yourself out there again. Getting out of that toxic relationship, whatever it may be. All of those moments are opportunities. They are privileges to really see what we're made of. Take action. Take initiative. And understand and trust the process. It's not always fun, but damn it, it's always worth it. As we come to a close, I would like to express my sincere appreciation to each and every one of you for joining us on this transformative journey. If you found value in our discussions and stories, I would greatly appreciate it if you could take a moment to leave a review for my podcast. Your reviews not only fuel my passion for creating meaningful content, but also allow others to discover this empowering space. Your support truly makes a difference. All links are in the description. Thank you for being an essential part of this dynamic community. Goodbye for now, and remember, keep going.